Welcome to Church Media HQ. My name is Luke Clayton, and I'm glad you've joined us for today's episode. Now, this episode is actually brought to you by Church Media HQ Premium. There's a lot of church leaders out there that are really overwhelmed with the idea that they can't afford to hire a full-time graphic designer or even a part-time creative uh, professional of any kind. And we understand the struggle, but I want to assure you that this is actually a hire you very likely never need to make. And how that's possible is through our service, Church Media HQ Premium. We offer you the most affordable, full-service creative solution for your church. What do we mean by full-service? That means that we are working for you. We're not just giving you access to you know, some type of library of content or something like that. We're actually working for you. So you let us know what you need in terms of a design a web page, even a video, and we get to work for you. You send us the requirements, we take it from there. And we also help you in the area of coaching. A lot of times you can really get stuck on just knowing what to do next, or you just feel super overwhelmed. You need a plan, you need a strategy, or maybe you just need someone to bounce ideas off of. With Church Media HQ Premium, you get unlimited access to priority coaching, where someone from our team or even myself meets with you as often as you need a one-to-one session to talk about your church's specific goals, needs, and struggles in the areas of your creative department. And again, this is just another benefit of Church Media HQ Premium. Now, that is just a couple things. There's really a lot more to it. Things like uh, web, web hosting and support. Uh, free shipping on print orders, and really a bunch more benefits to come that we're just going to add as part of the membership. So you can sign up for Church Media HQ Premium. I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to actually realize that this is for you. So you could start for free at churchmediahq.com slash premium, where you can start your free 30-day trial, no cost, no risk to you. And I really look forward to serving your church, helping your church in their in its creative department. My team and I really look forward to serving you in that way. And again, you can get started completely free, no cost to you, churchmediahq.com slash premium. Sign up for your free 30-day trial, and I look forward to working with you soon. Now, today's episode features a good friend of mine. His name is Matt Turner, and he serves as a web media technology director at a church in Pennsylvania, a very large church in Pennsylvania, I might add. And he he has a lot of experience in the media and tech side, and so he's got a lot of great insight, and I think you're going to learn a lot from him in today's episode. So let's get right to the conversation with Matt Turner. Nice. That is, uh, that's, that's my, that's kind of my mobile slash work life setup. I also have at work, um, which I can access from anywhere in the world. I have a, um, a Synology um, um, network attached storage. It's a basically a server. Um, and I have, I just upgraded. I think I now have 32 terabytes of storage on that, which once again, oh, wow. like Photoshop files Quite and stuff, bit. yeah, I'll work from it mm-hmm. um, for Photoshop files. Um, our network, our, our IT is excellent. Um, that's one thing I love about this church is every church I've been at, I basically have to do the IT or I am the IT guy yeah. there here. It's just a bonus. I had no IT. Like we actually have a, 
a company. It's not even a full-time staff member. We have a company that we contract with on retainer that does our IT. So um, okay. they have a, our network is ultra fast. So. I want to pause right there. Is that in your experience, is that a better approach than having someone in-house? It can go both ways. Okay. So the, the problem with someone in-house, here, here's the issue with network and admin. So like me doing it, you know, I, I never intended to do any of this in ministry. So my heart was, I just want to work at the church. Yeah, yeah. That is not a, a guy who went to college to become a network administrator. Even if they're a Christian, they want to be a network administrator. Mm-hmm. That comes with a price tag. Of course. Yeah. So unless your church is willing to pay, you know, a minimum of 75,000 plus benefits. say 70, 80 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're willing to pay that, which that, if you are able to pay that by all means, hire a great Christian guy to be on staff and pay him. Right. Mm-hmm. The Absolutely. problem is we we've, we've allowed ourselves in the church. I, I, I say this not to be critical, but this is kind of a conservative Christianity problem. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've gotten to this point in the church. It's like, well, you only can make a certain pay bracket if the word pastor is in front of your na- name. Yeah. And that, that, that mindset really needs, we need to break ourselves of that. The mindset needs to be who are our key men? Like who mm-hmm. are the leadership team? You know, in 2020, you know, it, everything's changed, yeah. you know, but let alone that over since the year 2000 hit, the church has been changing rapidly, mm-hmm. you know? And so now we're at a place where, you know, literally if me and one other staff member, if we left the church tomorrow, our church, because of what's going on in 2020 would not exist anymore. Yeah. Back in, if you go back to 1995, that's not true. You know, there's only one person who leaves and the church stops and that's the senior pastor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or in a larger church, you know, any other key playing pastor on that staff, you know, any one of them leaves, everything comes to a halt, or at least a portion of it comes to a halt, Mm -hmm. you know? So once again, that's, that's why those men on a larger staff or even on a smaller staff, they're the ones who in the, in the divvying up the proportioning of salaries, they receive those higher salaries because they are the key men. That's a common business terminology, a key man that you can buy insurance for key men, like this phraseology. So the key man of 2020 is much different than it was in 1995, though. Mm-hmm. You know, today, you obviously, the senior pastor will always be a key man because without yeah. him, well, you know, he's the lead visionary. Well, he's your us. CEO, you know, he, he's, right. he's important. Right. He's yeah. our, well, and then for someone like us, like he's our literally, even though we're 35 years old as a church, he's our founding pastor. You know, like yeah. it'll be uh, if he tomorrow without like the proper stage of leaving, like if he suddenly was gone, like incapacitated for some reason of his duties, it would be very crippling to us not being prepared for that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's more people though within our workflow that are that. And once again, 2020 me and there's one other staff member that, that pretty much can do everything I do. He used to do what I do. Um, This is more of my personal self-study, so I'm I'm a little bit more capable than what he is. But he can do mostly what I do. The AV stuff is where he really struggles with. But when it comes to like the technology, like the Macs and all that, he's good. And the graphic design, he's good. The web, he's good. But um, as far as like what we're doing with live streaming and stuff, yeah, that's not his forte. 
Mm-hmm. So, but he could li- linger, limp through. But if me and him disappeared tomorrow, a- anytime there's a government shutdown or pastors get COVID or there's snow, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there, there's no church now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the key man has changed because now the key man, like for a ministry like ours, and this would be true of any larger ministry, your key man is your pastor and whoever your senior IT and media leads are. Mm-hmm. Without them, you're not doing ministry in 2020. Yep. Yep. Without a website, without a Facebook presence, you're not doing ministry in 2020. Yep. You're just, and uh, I, I, I would push that and say you're, you're not doing it 2020 and beyond. I mean, ever. Uh, right. Oh, the, yeah, forever. It's, it's yeah, the new standard, forever. and I think we're going to get to that here in a moment. I mean, that is this is the right. new normal. Right. It is the new normal. So, uh, you know, I would say, too, that that's, that's going to remain so much of a normal that that doesn't change until we truly lose all freedom and the church goes underground. Obviously, when that day and age comes, um, you know, I'm sure they're, you know, even looking at the Chinese church, you know, there, there are ways they utilize technology in connecting with one another um, um, in secret. But, you know, most of it, you know, there's no technology involved. You know, singing is done in whisperings, you know, like there's no need for sound systems. There's no need for live stream. You can't live stream, you know, so that's a whole until if and when that day comes to the church in America. um, Yeah, until that comes, um, it's essential. It's going to be essential 100 Mm percent. So if you are if you're willing to change your thinking and you're willing to pay you know, an IT professional, what you would pay one of your pastors, then yeah, by all means, that is your best case solution. Let's just face it though. A lot of churches are either A, not willing or B, they're not able to say, they can't afford to say, well, we're going to take a whole pastoral salary and dedicate to a man who's not necessarily working with people. Yeah. And once again, most IT professionals are not, you know, I was called to ministry, not to IT. It just so happens I'm good with IT. Mm-hmm. You know, the average guy that does this, you know, they were made for locking themselves away in server rooms. Yeah. So you're not always going to get, you know, guys like you and me both, you know, who are media and super personable. Like, that's just not how it is a lot of times. So saying, well, we'll have them do both. We'll have them like pastor, you know, a group of people like have them be, a, you know, a Sunday school leader, a, you know, a, a campus pastor, mm-hmm. um, if you're multi-campus, you know, something like that and do IT. Like that wouldn't be unreasonable. Um but you would have to find a guy who wants to, who's capable wanting yes. to do that. And I think yep. that's where you're going to have a challenge. Yeah, so yep. if you're not able, willing, able um, to do it, then contracting out is definitely an excellent option. And you as a church should, should you should consider it. You'll spend um, significantly less money than a full-time staff member, significantly yep. less money. Uh, the, an average retainer, ours is much higher, but we have a very large campus, large ministry, Christian school, all that. You know, the average church doesn't have a Christian school. You know, the average mm-hmm. church, you might have, you know, 15 total computers plus a small server. And honestly, in 2020 now, y- you probably could go get rid of the server. Yeah, You know, like if you're going to do like something yeah. like Office 365 and yeah. Microsoft Azure Cloud, like you don't need a server anymore. You don't yeah. need that. So if you're doing that still and you are a small church and you're listening to this later on, you're watching this live, you you should really talk with some sort of IT professional, talk about your options. Yeah. So I would highly suggest that you can get rid of that server. You're mm-hmm. going to get rid of a lot of overhead, just electrical alone. It, it they, they suck power. 
Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're probably spending for one server, you're probably spending $200 of your electric bill a month on turning that wow. thing on yeah. and letting it run yeah. all day long. Yeah. Well, so and, that, and then well, also figure that uptime. into like yeah. any type of subscription costs you may end up getting from moving to another platform. Remember, let alone upgrades, have the cost of Windows Server. Microsoft got rid of their nonprofit program that, that gives mm-hmm. that stuff to you for free. You oh, got wow. paid yeah. for it now. Yeah. Yeah, even as a school, you got to pay for all your server licenses now. Mm-hmm. That program's gone, which is sad. I think it used to be called DreamSpark. I think it was yeah. called. If you're a nonprofit education, you could get all their software for free. Nope, that's gone. Mm-hmm. They shut that program mm-hmm. down. Wow. So, um, but I was I was actually going to chime in here things. and say uh, another thing to think about is uptime. I mean, because if if something right. happens and there's a power outage uh, and you're on yeah. a local server, there you're down. You know, and whereas right. with your with your cloud, uh, you know, exactly. it's the uptime exactly. is much better. Now for us, it's kind of like a mix, but once again, we're a larger church. Like you get into other complications and costs, yeah. you know, the, the type of servers that we're running storage servers specifically to take them to the cloud would be very expensive, much, mm-hmm. much more, especially if we want to have the data throughput that we currently have. So if you don't know what I'm saying, you don't need what I'm talking about right yeah. now, which <laughs> is once again, I'm talking as an IT professional. If mm-hmm. you have an email server on your campus as soon as you're done listening to this, you need to talk with an IT professional you trust because you should not be running that. Yep. You're wasting money, wasting, losing uptime. I, I would almost promise, I, w- I would imagine anyone that listens to this that says, well, we have an email server on campus. I would imagine at least once a month, your email goes down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would bet anything that once a month mm-hmm. your email's going down. That's just a normal thing, too, by the way, of a Microsoft Exchange server on campus. Mm-hmm. It's just not technology you should be using. Office 365, Google Apps. Google Apps is free for nonprofits and education. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's pretty great. You're like just using, like, if you're in a Mac workflow and you have iWork as your primary productivity suite. Or if you're buying Windows machines that have Office pre-installed on them, so you already have Office solutions, oh, check out Google Apps. Like you're going to get mm-hmm. everything you need for uh, for free. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're um, so getting back to the question there, you're saying uh, that it's definitely something you should look into as far as outsourcing your major IT. And I think I don't know if it was yeah. you who told me this or there uh, another guy I was talking to a while back, but they basically said. Uh, really, unless you're like a mega church, you know, um, you really should consider outsourcing your, your major it, as far as like your network management and all that stuff. Uh, and then maybe have a guy who's on staff in house, who's just for help desk reasons, you know, he's just, Hey, whenever this guy's having a problem, I'll go look at it. It's it's basically just whoever is the kid who's kind of smart with computers can go with the person who's maybe old and can't figure out, you know, how to, you know, open this or whatever. Even as far as that goes, let's, let's imagine too, let's, let's parse this down even more. Let's say you're a church and it's, I'm the pastor and my wife's the secretary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like you're that, that small, but you need a network though. Yeah. You know, you just have all volunteers doing everything else for you. Um, even as far as the help desk part goes, you could have a secretary that's just a point of contact to submit the help desk requests to, because most retainer packages are including help desk. Yeah. Well, that's right. Cause a lot of help so, desk is remote now. Right. They're just going to install a little, like when I was doing this. So I, for a little bit of time, 
um, spent some time out of ministry and I work for a, a large, um, actually a copier company, but they did IT services as well. We had like an applet that we installed at every single network that I managed so that I could just go and I just needed to know like the, 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 the person I needed to talk with them at their desk and just say, Hey, open this software and then click the drop down, select my name and I'm going to have control. And if you need to walk away or whatever you can, um, or if it's something I need to talk with them through, like, it's like, okay, stay on the phone while I'm working, you know, we can, you know, we can collaborate here, figure out what's going on. But uh, yeah, most help desks, like most, uh, most um, retainers are going to include help desk of some sort. Um, and honestly, the average, the average um, cost of outsourcing is going to be somewhere between, depending on your network size, of course, um, for like a, for like a midsize, um, you know, you have, 150, 250, 300 members um, without a Christian school, like an average network. I, I would say your yearly cost is probably only around like a $10,000 retainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of you listening to this too might say, well, I don't spend anything right now because um, I don't spend anything right now on my retainer because I just have a church member doing it. Well, what happens when your network is down because they didn't really quite know what they were doing or they made a mistake or something. And now you have a church member that's responsible for something bad taking place in your network. Yeah. You know, like to me that that's not a good place to be in, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not saying you shouldn't do business with church members, but you shouldn't do business with church members. (laughs) You you know, like that's just not, especially when you're talking as something as important as it, because you know, you, you hire someone to do like a little contracting work from the church and like they didn't quite get the sheetrock right. Well, you can always on the back end without them knowing bringing another contractor in, you know, re-sand down the wall and, you know, re-spackle exactly, something yeah. or whatever, you know. Someone completely configures your network wrong. Like there, there's not much coming back from that besides restructuring the entire network. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now you're down and you're not able to live stream and, you, you know, like this rabbit hole continues um, and even say, well, we have a staff member who can fumble their way through it. Well, why put your staff member in that position though? Like I can honestly, yeah. like, so let's go back to my experience. So the first church I worked at the church Luke's from, um, they had a staff member who, and out full disclosure, I'm completely self-taught in everything I do. So, um, I would not say that makes me not an authority on it, but I am just disclaimer. I've never been formally trained. Um, my biggest trainer are two things. One, a person. Um, he's a network professional from Nashville who is the greatest network professional I've ever met in my life. Yep, he would spend sometimes hours and hours on the phone with me training. Mm-hmm. So him personally training me. So in a way, I was formally trained by someone who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Google. You know, yep. that, that's that's my training. YouTube. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, that that's my that's my training. So full disclosure there. Um but that being said, the guy that was doing it before me, he was, he did like IT stuff as a hobby, mm-hmm. but he, he never, he was not the type of person that's going to excel beyond that hobbyist level. Like he yeah. just wasn't going to, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I have the IT gene in me or if it's just like God gifted me with, with that ability, but like I had the ability to be able to say, okay, I was just an enthusiast, but now I need to be an administrator. Mm-hmm. So now I'm an administrator. I'm going to learn what it takes to be an administrator. 
the guy that was before me, he just didn't have that within him. He's also a full-time teacher as well. Like when I went there, I taught some, but it was part-time, like two, you almost could say one and a half classes. Like that's all I was doing. My full-time was IT. He was full-time teaching. So he's working, you know, an eight hour workday and then expect to do the IT for a campus of 1200 members and a school at that time of like 200 students with two separate computer labs. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, even saying it's like that, that guy was set up to fail. Yeah. And ultimately a long story short, it led to him being let go. Mm -hmm. Yep. I remember this, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I, I was there. Be, be beyond beyond that man's faults and failures, he was set up to be let go. Yep. Because that is completely unfair to expect a guy who works a full time. But by the way, too, I'll submit I'm married to a teacher. They they work, you know, seven, eight hours in their day, and then they're bringing all the homework home to grade at night, and they're working another yeah. two hours minimum every night. So a teacher works a 10 to 15 hour workday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're expecting this person that works that much already. Oh, and since they work for the church, not unreasonably, but bottom line, you're going to require them to be involved in a ministry and you're going to require them to be involved in outreach. So now we just took that 15 hour day and we made that 15 hour, you know, we, we took that eight to 10 hour day and we've made it a 15 hour day. Yeah. You know, being in a church, yeah. like your average throughout your week, you, you know, like I have to this day, I have days where I have weeks where I work seven days. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take a person that that and that's that's not just me. Not, don't woe is me. That's everyone who works in yeah. industry. Yeah. So you're going to expect that person to run your IT mm-hmm. and do it for free. Yeah. Because they're good with computers. You, you, I promise you, you will burn that staff member out or you'll end up firing them because you'll get so frustrated with them. That's exactly. not fair to either one of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, in, in defense of, you know, the church, we both used to work there. I mean, I think they realized just that. And then they said, oh, boom. And they hired a full-time IT right. guy. And that was you. They did. They did. Yep. That's the good yep. thing with them is they recognize this. Is, this is a two-way street. We both made mistakes. You know, and I would say too, if you're a church staff member and you're listening to this, you need to be, and this is one thing I've learned the hard way, not being honest with your pastor does nothing for you or your pastor. Yes. Yes. It's going to lead to you and him being frustrated, not understanding where the real problems lie. And it's going to end bad for one or both of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to have to learn a lesson that they didn't need to learn. If you could have just been honest and just said, Pastor, I can't do that. It's too much. Or, you know, Pastor, I, I need I need you to meet me halfway somewhere on my time. Or we need to hire more help. Or, you you know, I mean, on a flip side, then as a pastor, like if you're if you're if you're putting a staff member in a situation where it's like, okay, well, even we have this desire to change, but we can't, you know, honor them for doing this. Like, give them a bonus check. Would that mm-hmm. kill you to give them a bonus check? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like yeah. if he's going out of his way you know, going out of her way to make this work for you. And you all are honestly trying to fix the situation. Well, meet him halfway there. If there's no other way to meet him halfway, be like, you know what? I know the unreasonable is taking place right now. And we all know that this is not a good situation. We're trying to fix it. But, you know, here's an extra thousand dollars on your paycheck this month for all the hard work. Like, do yeah. there needs that we all need to have open conversation and respect each other for what we're doing. 
because otherwise you lead to the situation that was there and that was not good. That was not a good situation. And it put me in a bad place coming in because now I'm left with disaster. Mm -hmm. So then your next person coming in. So this just continues snowballing and Mm -hmm. it's not going to end until it just completely wrecks and the snowball explodes and you know, there's bodies laying everywhere, you know, and that's how it was for me. That's how it was for me. It was, the first two years of ministry, you could ask my wife, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I, I had multiple nights every week. I'd be at the church till midnight. And that is mm-hmm. not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Because he was overwhelmed, underpaid, and didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. You know, you and, and that, that once again, it goes both ways. He should have been honest with his pastor, but pastors should not have been expecting so much of one person. Thanks again for joining us for this episode, and don't forget to subscribe. You can check the show notes and video description to learn more about products and services from Church Media HQ, as well as details about our guests and content contributors. Speaking of the content, if you find it helpful, please take a moment to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with other church leaders like you. Also, be sure to check out our newest show, Connection Culture. This is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Church Media HQ is a production of the Must Increase Network. The show is edited and produced by Bo Snyder. The creator and executive producer is myself, Luke Clayton. And until next time, I want to remind you to try something new. Why? You know why. Because it's so much better to fail at trying the incredible than it is to succeed at simply doing the average. We'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.